0: and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God.
1: God bless you, you will find us in the word today in the book of Psalms, the Psalms of David. Psalm number 42 is where you will find us, Psalm 42. And we're gonna read the entire 42nd Psalm in your hearing, so please bear with us. It's just about 11 verses, but we're going to read the entire 40-second psalm in Jesus' name. When you have it, what you say amen? Okay, somebody's still turning out. Wait a second. Psalm 42. Find it in your phone. Find it in your Bible. Psalm 42. The Bible says in verse 1, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God. And with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept holy day, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my Lord, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, and from the Hermonites, and from the hill Miser. Deep of unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts all thy ways and thy billows are gone over me yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life I will say unto God my rock why hast thou forgotten me why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy as with the sword in my bones mine enemies reproach me While they say daily unto me, where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I will yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. I want to talk to you today from the subject, I'm not okay, but I will be all right. You can be seated. I'm not okay, but I will be all right. If you've been paying attention to messages that I've been sharing, most of them have been coming from the Pauline epistles. We preached for a while from 2 Corinthians, and we moved into Galatians. And the purpose was to help us to maintain a spiritual regiment, a level of growth and focus in this season. But if we could have some real talk, this has been a tough season for all of us. I really don't think there's not any of us here today and anybody watching by um, Facebook Live that has not dealt with the challenges of the moment. And I know that it's, sort of we don't like talking about some stuff because we feel like we're going to bring people down or we're going to distract people from their faith but sometimes you have to talk about the elephants that are in the room sometimes you have to talk about the things that are weighing heavily on the minds and the spirits of the saints and as the lord began talking to me as the week began to close he, he, he sensed and and i've heard Already Elder Toll mentioned it, and and I heard the praise team um, really bless us today. Um, But there's a spirit of heaviness that is not demonic. It's just real. Say amen, somebody. Now, the enemy can use the heaviness that you're dealing with, but you don't have a demon because you're sad right now. There's nothing about giving the devil the victory. There's nothing about... Um, letting Satan have the advantage. The things that have happened to us in the last year has made us sad. And, And I want to talk about that because we've dealt with so much death. And there's not a person in this sanctuary, there's not a person watching me right now that has not had somebody you know to die. And as much hope as we have in the resurrection you still feel the sting of that person being taken from you. Your friend, your relative, somebody you care about, somebody you enjoyed spending time with is suddenly no longer in your life. And that hurts. You can say what you want to say. I don't care how spirit-filled you are. Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus right before he resurrected him. Come on, somebody. And you think that somebody that you love would die and you not feel the impact of that death. It's real. It's real. It's a part of what we deal with in this moment. The sicknesses. And and everybody didn't die of COVID. Everybody didn't die because of COVID. Died from a number of things. They died from a number of illnesses. And it wasn't for the lack of prayer that they died, but God sometimes sanctions Decisions that we would not have made. And and you can say what you want to say. I know the deep folk won't follow this. But I have struggled with some of God's decisions. Somebody be real with me today. Doesn't mean I don't trust him. Doesn't mean I don't have faith. The fact that I have faith is because I have been able and asked God to help me accept his decisions. But I have struggled with some of God's decisions. I praise him with a question mark in my head. Come on, somebody. I praise him with a question on my heart. Some things, and and, and I'll tell you that some things God will show us as time progresses, and there are some things we may not understand until we stand before him face to face. Lord, tell me why, at this season in my life, you allow this to happen. We're battling sickness, and the sickness is a real and it seems like as soon as one person gets out of the hospital another person goes to the hospital and 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 every time my phone rings I'm gonna be honest every time my phone rings I get a twinge in my spirit because you just don't know what's going to happen on the other end of the line you you get a twinge you almost I mean we I used to love my cell phone I don't like that phone very much now because almost every time it rings it brings me some bad news every time it rings it brings me something that I struggle with, and then if that was not enough, I, 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 I used to love watching the news, and my wife would testify that I've watched very little news here lately, because every time I turn it on, there's some nut shooting up a FedEx or a grocery store, something like that, it's, it's hard to watch that. Somebody 19 years old shot up a FedEx What in the name of God do you have to be upset about at 19? You're just breaking pimples on your face. Come on, somebody. Worried about who you're going to go to the movies with. And yet this young man was so despondent that he was able to buy two automatic weapons and go and shoot up a FedEx that he worked in last year. My God. Then just just the, the random violence against men of color. That, my God, if I ever, I'm at a point now saying that if the cops come after me, I'm driving to the police station. I'm going to drive right down, I'm going to lay on the ground, spread eagle, with my phone on. Come on, somebody. Because you can't even, I mean, a traffic stop becomes an execution. This is what we're dealing with. And how can you see all of this and not feel something? And and, and not feel good. Senseless violence. And let's be honest. What we see, what we deal with, for many of us, is creating a frustration in our faith. Faith is not supposed to make my life turn out like this. That's what we were told. You got faith, everything's going to be okay. You got faith, you're never going to have a bad day. You got faith, God's going to take you from one praise to the next praise. Saints, I've been saved 45 years, and I still praise him. But it's faith, hallelujah, that gets challenged. And in the challenge of my faith, the Lord said, you got to deal with people's emotions. Because just because you have faith, it doesn't mean you don't feel. Anybody feeling in here today? I got faith, but I got feelings too. And sometimes my feelings are in conflict with my faith. I hope y'all are understanding me today. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm going I'm to I'm get us there in a minute. Sometimes I got faith, but what I'm feeling doesn't feel good. And how do I wrestle my feelings with my faith because everyone is feeling pressure and everybody is having a range of emotions and sometimes in our quest to be spiritual we want to pretend that we are so saved that we have divorced our emotions I'm so saved I just speak in tongues over everything I feel so saved that nothing bothers me and you got a lot of spiritual spots now you got to be a Trekkie to know what I'm talking about All right. Mr. Spock was the Vulcan. Vulcans had given up emotion. And so stuff could happen to Spock and he'd not be bothered. And some of y'all think you're supposed to be Mr. Spock and not feel, but you can be full of the Holy Ghost and still feel. And that's the struggle that I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I know God is real, but I'm feeling emotions and we all have emotions. Look across the aisle and say, you too. We all got emotions. And if the right things trigger our emotions, they can sometimes be negative experiences. But as I was praying, the Lord said something to me that I almost, I almost had to stop the car and start shouting. The Lord said, tell the saints that the Lord can handle our emotions. Ooh, God, maybe that didn't bless you, but it blessed me when I was driving and I was thinking about all the pain that the saints were feeling and some of us are unable to express our pain and we feel like if I express how I feel, then maybe God will say I'm complaining and the Lord said, tell the saints that I can handle their emotions. I can, I can handle their sadness. I can handle your anger. Because some of us are mad because God didn't do what we thought he ought to do in our situation. And the Lord said, tell the saints, I can handle them being mad at me. They're mad because they don't understand. But tell them, I can can handle their anger. I can handle their grief. I can handle their despair. Oh, hallelujah, I can handle it. I can handle the fact that you don't understand why I did not do or why I did what you thought I should have done differently. God says, you tell the saints, bring it to me. In fact, the Lord said, if you're mad with me, don't tell nobody else. Tell me you're mad with me. Oh, God, if you're angry about what God did or what God didn't do, don't tell the neighbor, don't tell the preacher. Get on your knees and tell me, God, I'm angry. Because you didn't do what I thought you could do. You didn't act in the way he shot on the rosa that I thought you could act. Because when you bring God, your emotions, you give him the opportunity to be God. Oh, God. And then the Lord said this to me. So let me just drop this in. We want... From God, unconditional love. But our love to God is sometimes conditional. Mm. Lord said, you tell them folk in the church that I love them when they didn't do what I told them to do. I love them when they didn't act the way I told them to act. I still love them. And now because I'm doing some things that they don't quite understand, they want to flip on me. Oh, God. It's one of the hardest things in your life as a believer to have tears in your eyes and to lift your hands anyway and say, but God, I love you. I don't like what I'm feeling, but I love you. And it's okay to cry. I, 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 We're we going to cry and dance before the day is over today. Because there are some things we're fighting with in our emotions. And the Lord said, talk to the people about what they feel. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But before I talk, everybody tell God how much you love him right now. I need everybody in this house to tell the Lord how much you love him right now. I need everybody in this house even if you've had the worst week that you could imagine I want you to open your mouth right now and tell the Lord how much you love him right now glory to God yet I love you I'm angry but I love you I'm scared but I love you I'm Weeping, but I love you. Oh, God. I'm broken, but I love you. Got some things I don't understand happening in my life, but yet I love you. The Psalms is a part of the Bible that is different from the other books of the Bible. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon are part of a group called the Poetical Books. And like the rest of the Bible, they are inspired by God. But instead of God talking to man, in the Psalms, man talks to God. And man shares with God his feelings his worship, his thoughts to God. And if most of us were writing a song to God, we would think of it as being cheerful, joyous, um, reverent. But this psalm doesn't fit that description. This psalm is written by David, and for whatever reason, we don't have the backstory for this psalm. There's, you know, sometimes the psalms, there's a backstory. In, in Psalm 34, it was when he was being chased by Saul. And Psalm 51 is after he had been forgiven for his sin with Bathsheba. But we don't really have a backstory for Psalm 42. We don't know what David was going through. And sometimes the things you go through are really nobody else's business. Can, can I be real honest with you? Social media has made us too transparent. Some stuff you're dealing with, some stuff you're thinking don't belong to nobody but you and God. And and don't apologize for having a private life. Don't apologize for keeping some things to yourself. Don't apologize for not letting everybody read and make your life Instagram everything about your life. There are some things I only talk to God about because he's the only one that can handle me and handle this situation. So I'm not going to apologize For telling some folk, this ain't none of your business. Oh, I I know y'all say, he's being rude today. My my daughter says my mouth is reckless, but I'm going to be reckless today. Some stuff I'm dealing with ain't none of your business. Because if I told you, what could you do about it? What could you do but look shot and plead the blood? I can plead the blood myself about this one. So Some things I'm just not going to talk about to anybody but God. The most important thing we need to know when dealing with God, and I'm going to give you the secret of spiritual success. The best way to deal with God is to just be real. Because you know what, you can't impress God. How can you impress somebody that knows the end from the beginning? How can you impress somebody that knows your uprising and your down How can you impress somebody that whatever you got, he gave it to you? Whatever skill you got, he put it in you. Whatever ability you have, he anointed you with it. So how do you impress God? That means when it comes to God, I don't need a pretext. I don't need any kind of um, um, opening door. I can go to God. The Bible says that we are naked and open unto him with whom we have to do. Let us therefore now come boldly to the throne of grace not an arrogance not a pride but a confidence that God loves me anybody know God loves you oh God look at somebody say God knows everything about me and he still loves me Woo! somebody ought to be jumping and shouting right now who else in your life knows everything about you and did not use any of it against you, but loved you despite what he knows about you. This whole notion of, and we've created this in the church, and and it's kind of this, and I'm not knocking the music ministry and singers, but we've created this aura that you can only approach God with good feelings. Gotta feel good. We pretend to feel good, even when we don't feel good. And God forbid you're the one person when everybody's shouting and you're crying, somebody thinks you backslid. I didn't backslide. I just got some stuff I'm trying to process. You don't know everything about my week. You don't know everything about my life. And and, and I'm not trying to be a downer in the praise and worship. I wish I could dance right now, but I got some stuff that is keeping me. And you just can't, listen to me, you just can't pray, sing, and serve when you feel good. Because if you only... Sing, pray and worship and serve when you feel good guess what there will always be something to make you feel bad now maybe everybody don't understand this but I need somebody that had to press your way to sing a song had to press your way to preach a sermon had to press your way to pray for somebody else you needed somebody to pray for you and here you are praying for somebody else Because you don't always get to pick the timing when God's going to use you. You just have to be that willing vessel. Lord, whatever you have to do, just use me. Oh God, I've had to pray and bleed later. I've had to preach and bleed later. I'm going to be transparent. Some days it's a long walk from that office to this pulpit. And it's long because of everything else on my shoulders as I'm coming to the pulpit. Come on, somebody. And you leave the pulpit. It's a long walk back to the office because you know what you got to deal with when you get out of the pulpit. But when you're a vessel for God, he didn't say only serve me when things are going well. He said you belong to me. Good days, bad days, up days, down days, happy days, sad days, broke days, rich days. I belong to God. God, and because I belong to God, I had to learn, mm, I had to learn how to share with God what I was feeling on the bad days. When was the last time you told God how you felt? I know you want to go on, but I can't go on. I talk to God about how I feel so here is David saying and and this this is frustrating because God didn't fix things and so I'm going through a difficult period and some of y'all know what this feels like but yet as the deer longeth for water I'm longing for the presence of God anybody have that emotional quandary I'm sad and I'm angry with God because he didn't do what I wanted him to do, but I'm still hungry for his presence. Oh, God. God, I don't understand why you did this. I don't know why you did that, but I'm still hungry for your presence. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so my soul longeth after thee. Because on top of everything else, I feel like I'm in a drought. Oh, God. I'm sad and I'm dry. Oh, my God. I'm sad and I'm dry. I'm longing for God's presence because I know something happens when God's presence reveals itself. That no matter how miserable I might feel emotionally, if I can just get where the presence of God is, something on the inside is going to change in my life. So here I am, disturbed, upset, discombobulated, but I'm still Thirsty for the presence of God. Oh, somebody lift your hands right now. and Just say, Lord, touch me. Oh, God. Here I am, Jesus. Broken, tired, weary, angry, sad. But I still need your presence. I still need your glory. Because not only is David disturbed... By his calamity, and I said, we don't know what the particulars were, but we do know that David was distressed and aggravated by mockers because there were people standing on the sidelines that wanted wanted to know, where's your God now? You sung about him, you danced about him, you danced out of your clothes, David. You were so excited about God, but where's your God now? Because if God was real, this would not have happened. If God was God, this would not have taken place. If God had been all that he proclaimed to be, you wouldn't be crying right now talking about how thirsty you are. But I need you to understand there is something we don't talk about enough, and that is divine sovereignty. That I can't tell God how to be God. I have to just let him be God. Where's God? Marcus. Marcus goes from being dry to drowning. Look at the sixth verse, seventh verse. Deep calleth deep. In other words, now I'm overwhelmed. I've gone from drought to drowning. And at first, he's thirsty for the presence of God, and now he's, now he's drowning in his affliction. And David experiences what many of us experience. And that's the dichotomy or the split between the emotions and the spirit. See, here's the mistake we made. We have confused emotional responses to the move of the Holy Ghost. And sometimes the dancing that takes place in church is not the spirit, but an emotional reaction to a good feeling. And if I can be honest, they do the same thing at the club. If the music is right, and I think I look fly, and I got somebody fly on my arm, and they play the right song, oh, that's my jam. And then here I go. And if they play the right music, if Chris plays the right song, and D'Angelo and, and puts the right beat, oh, there's my song. We start dancing. And that's an emotional response to a good feeling. But when I come to a place where emotionally I'm not feeling it, then I can't let my emotions run my life. I have to let the spirit direct my life. That's why I don't care how much we praise him. Worship is always more powerful than praise. Because praise is about what the Lord has done. And worship is about who he is. If he hadn't done anything for me, he's still worthy. I need the saddest person in here to lift up your hands and offer God worship, not praise. You don't have anything to praise him for. You're grieving, you're crying, you're sick, you're broke, but you can worship him right now. Oh, Come on, somebody worship him. Somebody worship him. Somebody worship him. Offer him the fruit of your lips. It's a sacrifice, but I'm going to say hallelujah. It's a sacrifice, but I'm going to say, Lord, I love you. It's a sacrifice, but I'm going to say, God, I appreciate you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Worship will get you where praise won't get you. Praise will excite you. Praise will enthuse you. But worship takes you into the presence of God. Because when you can worship Him with a sad heart. Oh God, somebody help me preach this. When you can worship Him with a disturbed mind. When you can worship him, when hell is breaking out everywhere, it says you don't love him just for what you can get out of him, but you love him because he's God. I need the worshipers in the house, oh God, to step up and worship right now. I need the worshipers in this house, oh God, I had a bad day, I had a bad week, I had a bad season, but I will bless the Lord at all times. continually be in my mouth my soul shall make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad oh magnify the Lord with me I need a witness in here oh magnify just don't sit here and look at me oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt oh God his name together David, I need to close. David is experiencing the dichotomy between the emotions and the spirit his emotions he's thirsty for the presence of God his tears have become his meat he is taunted by his enemies he is drowning in his sorrow he is mourning his situation but in the spirit he remembers I can pour out my soul to the Lord there's something we don't hear it much anymore about just pouring out that's when you get to the altar and you let it all just run here's my tears here's my anger here's my frustration here's my sadness here's what I'm dealing with I'm going to pour it out to the Lord and then he remembers the power of worship do you remember the last time that you worshipped him until the cloud came in your room do you remember the last time you worshipped until the glory fell and he started Talking to himself, and it's one thing to talk to God, but you better learn how to talk to yourself. He said, Why art thou cast down? Oh, my soul, hope thou in God. Your trust is not in your flesh, your confidence is not in this world, your strength is not in your family. But my hope is built on nothing less. Then Jesus blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but a holy lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid. I stand all of the ground. Sinking sand, oh hallelujah, oh God, I'm not good, I'm not okay, but I'll be all right. Come on, testify to somebody and say today, I'm not okay, but I'll be all right. My hope is in God. My hope is in Jesus. My hope. I had a bad day. I had a bad week. But I feel the Lord holding me. I feel His presence. I'm going into the presence of the Lord. I'm going, uh, oh got to the tabernacle, uh, and the tabernacle uh, was different from the temple. Uh, the tabernacle, uh, the temple uh, was a permanent structure. Uh, the tabernacle uh, was a tent. Uh, so wherever I go, uh, I take the tabernacle, uh, I unpack it, uh, I set it up, uh, I at the altar and I start to worship. Baby, you need a tabernacle in your basement. You need a tabernacle in your car. You need a tabernacle on your job somewhere where I can go and meet God. Shout hallelujah.
0: We hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. That's info at nc.com. God bless you. And until next time, shalom, shalom.